Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 198 of the Decoding Success Podcast, and you are rocking with your host, as always, Matt Labrie. Today, we are joined by an amazing woman, an inspirational woman, to say the least, someone that has spearheaded initiatives that have literally changed many lives, including her own. And she's bringing all of her wisdom, her experiences, her knowledge, all of her value to us today. First and foremost, we are joined by our friend, Bershawn Shaw, international transformational speaker, podcast host, TV personality, maybe you've seen her on The Real Housewives, and America's number one business coach. Since creating her warrior method, Bershawn has coached over 1,000 leaders, executives, entrepreneurs, and more. She shares her message with nearly half a million people at live events and inspires millions upon millions with her story, her perseverance, and dedication around the world. She has graced the stage with notable names like Les Brown, Tony Robbins, and Pitbull, and that's just to name a few, as she shares her transformative story, which she's sharing with us today, of turning her business into a million-dollar enterprise from the chemo room. And I repeat, from the chemo room. We're going to be diving into this transformative story in just a little bit, and we're super excited to amplify this message to all of you today. But with that being said, I want to amplify something else to you, an amazing event that we're putting together in New York City on September 1st, 2021, to celebrate the launch of the podcast 200th episode, to think that we're only two episodes away from such an incredible achievement, to be able to think we've hosted so many amazing individuals just like Bershawn. It is incredible, and it's all because of you. So we're throwing this celebratory event to celebrate you, to celebrate what we've been able to build together. Food, drinks, networking, music, and more. Special guests, special appearances, giveaways, all of that great stuff. New York City's most beautiful venue. With that being said, there will be health precautions. We are taking temperature checks at the door, but there is no vaccination required. I just repeat that, no vaccination required. So if you would like to join us, I highly encourage doing so. You can go to the show notes of this episode, click the hyperlink that says join us in New York City on 9-1, register, get your ticket, and come out for an amazing evening, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to network with the highest performers in the state and sometimes even in the country. We're having people fly in, an absolutely amazing event taking place. And now without further ado, we bring to you our friend, Bershawn Shaw. Bershawn, welcome to the show. Excited to decode your success. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to make an impact here on decoding success. Thank you for that. Very grateful. Welcome. Oh, hello. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I love what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, first question out of the gate, we've recorded over 200 episodes of the show and have a unique response to every single one of these questions. I'm curious, how are you personally defining success? Ooh, what a good question. You know, success to me is loving where you are in your life. That means mentally, physically, and spiritually. Now, how did you get to that point to define success in that way? Because that's not an easy place to be. 
I know, you know, it's not. And most people probably would say success is about money and all of this stuff, because I got to tell you, um, you know, after after getting stage four breast cancer and being told I had three months to live, I think your life just changes. Right. So I was on the grind for money, 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 money. And then you realize you get money, you become successful and your life can be empty and your life is empty. Right. So. I would say I'm pretty successful. I have, you know, four homes. I have the luxury cars. I can travel anywhere. I could go first class. I can stay in the best hotels. You know, hey, I'm not broke. I got money in the bank. You know, if I want to cash out on one of my homes that's on the water or on the beach, I can. But it's really how is your mental, how is your physical, and how is your spiritual? Now, how nothing happens without that. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm curious, how do you make sure all of those are aligned? Like, are, are you able to achieve all of them being in a great place at once? So, no, I, I don't think you achieve them at once, but I think you work it down simultaneously all together, right? So I was probably 25 pills heavier just a couple of months ago, but I'm on my diet, I'm exercising, I'm doing what I need to do. My mental, I do affirmations, I do manifestations, my spiritual, getting closer to God, right? But don't get me wrong, I hustle, hustle, hustle. I, I'm a go-getter, I'm ambitious, it's in my soul, right? I can't just sit at home and chill, you know what I mean? I can't just sit at home and make money. Like, I have to get out there and make the deal happen and go the art of the deal, right? But what I realize is that, yes, you can have the money in the bank, and that's about doing what you love, the money will come. But when you look good and you feel good and you're at peace with all this stuff, that's when you kill it in life. You kill it. Think about money and you look good and your mind is right and your spiritual connected. You are on fire. Agreed. Agreed. I love this. I love your energy, by the way. I <laughs> So you had mentioned that breast cancer was kind of what led you to define success in this way. Um, I, I personally have never had cancer, but my mother has, and she's had it scares and, you know, she actually battled. Um, I'm curious when you were diagnosed, what was going through your mind at that point? Wow. Um, when I got stage four breast cancer, I mean, what was going in my mind is that I was going to die, that this was it. And it was like, you know, I kept saying, God, this can't be it. This just cannot be it. This is not my life. Like I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. Like this can't be it. And then I kept saying, if you keep me alive, I will change the lives of many millions around the world. Just keep me alive. Let me know that I'm here on purpose. Like and my purpose is to speak. My purpose is to coach. My purpose is to live out loud, be a warrior, right? And a warrior is about not that, oh, you're just always fighting, but if you fall down, get back up, push through. And that's what it is. I love so that's, that's, that's what I did. And that's how I started my brand, the Warrior Coach, my UR Warrior app, um, you know, speaking on stages all over the world as a warrior. I love that. Now, what was it that helped you get back up? I mean, like I said, I, I can't necessarily speak from experience, uh, but I know that my mom, whenever I talked to her about this, she had always mentioned that the power of prayer was what got her back up. I'm curious, what was it for you? Because hearing that and, you know, potentially given like a certain period of time of your, your life left to live could be really hard. So what was it that kept you going? Was it what you explained? Yeah, I, I would say in the power of prayer. I, so if you think you're going to fail, you fail. If you think you're going to beat it, you'll beat it. 
right. in life. You know how it's a corny statement, but it's a true statement. You know how in high school, you're like, come on, you guys, if you think you're going to win, we're going to win. If you think you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Because when you think you're going to fail, you go and defeat it. You already go and say, well, stage four, um, most people die. Uh, cancer's all over my body. You look at the negative, but if you think you're going to win, well, there is hope. Lance Armstrong is alive. You know what I mean? So you go through, and so it's that little hope of a mustard seed. Like that little mustard seed can can be a whirlwind of difference. And that's what I I I I kept saying every day I'm alive, live it to the fullest. And that's why people say you're too much for Sean. No, I'm not too much. I just dream big and I live my life to the fullest. Right. And you know what I mean? I don't play small. And why? Life is too short. Tomorrow you may not be here. So you want me to keep saying I could have, I should have, I would have, I wish I no. Uh-uh. I live it today. How do you buy? And this is a burning question on this show, by the way, mainly because it's a selfish question for myself. But how do you buy into God's plan when things aren't going the way you want them to? So, like, for instance, you didn't want to get diagnosed with cancer. Maybe you needed to because that was your your that was God's plan for you. And now you're doing even more amazing things than you were prior. But I'm curious, like, how do you buy in? Hold on. You just answered the question. Do you know what you just said? Go ahead. Tell me. You just said that you got cancer. You didn't want to, but that was probably God's plan to make you become bigger, right? That's the answer. You see, we're thinking that when something isn't working, that that's going wrong, that our life is going down a rabbit hole, that it's not working. What if something going wrong is leading you to something going right? Mm. Look at it like that. What if the big drama, the divorce or the breakdown or the breakup or the bankruptcy causes you to start a multi-million dollar business? What if the divorce leads you to find the love of your life and you guys get support and you write a bestseller book? You see, if you start, change the way you're looking at it. Do you understand that? I do. I do. I'm curious. Does the surrender to God's plan come down to your mindset and that mindset shift you're you're referring to bingo that's it the surrender to god's plan is the mindset shift right so again if you think it won't work it won't work here's the thing people used to say okay oh i can never be a motivational speaker or a business coach and work in these fortune 500 companies because it's a man's world they they hire white men they hire men no they don't they hire Rashawn Shaw. I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of corporate clients, right? So if I, if I had that in my mindset and kept saying it, they'll never hire me. I'm a black woman. I'm a female. Come on. They want to hear white men, older men, then that's what will happen. But if I start saying, oh, are you kidding me? I'm just as good. I'm just as savvy. I'm just as smart. I'm motivational. I'm inspirational. I'm transformational. I have a story. I'm successful in business. I'm just not, I'm not just saying this. The proof is in the pudding. Right. Why can't I work with the big boys? I love that. I, I absolutely love this. Um, I'm curious, what's a question you wish more people would ask you? Um, how do I get out of my own way? How do I get out of my own way? <laughs> how you get out of your own way is you stop telling yourself you can't do it. It's too hard. No one's done it. I'll be broke. It'll take too much money. It's too much time. It's so, so we talk ourselves out of it all the time. Mm. 
we talk ourselves out of success all the time. Yeah, okay, if you keep saying it's too hard, believe me, what will it be? Right. Too hard, right? Exactly. If you say you don't have enough money, it won't, like, I speak abundance. I speak billions. I speak mindset. I speak success all day long. I don't even think, like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can't find a good man. Well, if you keep saying that, you won't be able to find a good man. I think there's a million of good men out there. I got one, my dad's one, friends one, uncle's one. I think there are a million men out there. I think there are a million women. I think there are so many opportunities out there. The world is your oyster. Live it. Like, yeah. that's why I live with abundance every day. I go for a walk every day. I try to walk six to seven miles no matter what. So I only did two. So I got to go back out there again. And I do my affirmations and my manifestations every day. I'm curious, how do you get out of the scarcity and shift into abundance? And I'll, I'll, I'll give you this example. I come from an Italian or a European background. Um, my father's parents, my grandparents would pretty much always make me eat everything that was on my plate. That's scarcity, right? Yeah. Like that, that, so like that's embedded within me. That's yeah. embedded within us in, in many different ways. How do we shift out of that to the abundant? So, I, so that's a good question because you're right. We, we grow up and eat everything on your plate. Don't leave anything near, you know, because it's, we may not be able to feed the next, we may not have money for the next meal. We may not. So you have to break the chain, right? So the chain is, I live in abundance. I live in wealth. And so that's another thing. So I have a friend who never likes to share. That's a scarcity mindset. I don't want to share because this is my way. I may not have anything left. I may not. So when you start thinking abundance, yes, your next meal is going to come and the next one and the next one. Stop it. Every time you think can't have, won't have, nothing may come next. Stop it. That's a trigger. That's when you say abundance. That's when you say mindset change, full abundance, life, love, um, happiness, whatever you want, money. Right. So you have to know your triggers and whatever triggers you have, stop it right there. How do we get conscious of that? It's very hard to do in the moment, especially when it's been ingrained in us for so long. I'm curious, like, what's your take or how do you personally get conscious of it? You know what? Let me tell you, write, write it down a hundred times. I am wealthy. I'm successful. I live in abundance. Keep on writing it down. Keep on saying it like it sounds cheesy and people could be like, oh, it's corny. It helped me. I kept saying every day, I am healthy. I'm alive. I have a healthy body. I'm healthy, right. alive. I have a healthy body. Like you trick yourself into that. So you believe it. It's like Tony Robbins says, it's true. You have to start tricking yourself into it. Trick yourself into like abundance. Trick yourself into like, okay, think about Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was broke. Well, what did he do? Fly first class. With all the money he had, he flew first class. Because why? Because this is how I want to live. This is how I will live. Mm. I'm curious in regards to many questions here, uh, but in regards to the Steve Harvey remark, I, I love doing that, by the way. I love eating at places. And granted, I can, but can I do it every day? No. Right. Like, I love eating at places. I love flying first class. I love doing that stuff. How much of that is too much? Like, how, how do you gauge that? I don't think it's never too much. Now. There comes a time where, I mean, I mean, what are you going to spend all your money and not have anything, right? I mean, sure. well, that's stupid. But I think, look, live the way you want to live, right? I drive luxury cars because I like them. I like diamonds because I like diamonds. I like staying in five-star hotels because I like five-star hotels, right? So I, why do I need to stay in a holiday? Now, it becomes something if, I mean, I have no money in the bank and I'm staying in a St. Regis in the Four Seasons, okay? That becomes dumb. 
I mean, then are you bouncing checks? Are you bouncing credit cards? Can you not pay your bill? You know, that becomes, that's a way of living. I'm saying a mindset shift. Mm. A mindset shift is I live in abundance. I welcome abundance. This is my life. This is my world. I don't say live like a starving artist. I don't believe that a starving artist. That's your take on it. You don't have to be a starving artist. Why can't you be a working artist? Why can't you be an artist who has a great job and you're still an artist? See, we buy into these, oh, you got to be a starving artist or you got to have the slave mentality to get what you want. You got to slave through it. You, you, you know, I don't believe in that. Or you know how people say work is hard. You got to do hard. No, work can be smart too. Agreed. It, it, it's what you tell yourself all the time. I don't believe in, oh, you know, work it's all right. You'll never get it if you know, if you don't slave through it. it I don't believe that. Yeah. The mindset. You mentioned you love cars. What's your favorite car? Ooh, I love a Ferrari. I love a Ferrari Spider, a 458. And I love a, a, I love a Range Rover. I'm a Range Rover champ. What kind of range? Huh? What kind of range? Uh, supercharge. I love that. I the love big, that. Yeah, I love it. You know what? A Range Rover Supercharge HSC drives like a, I mean, it drives so smooth. It drives like a Bentley, but, yeah. on, but it's heavy and it's big. So, and I love, I love fast cars. Like I love a 458. I love a Lambo. I love a Maserati. I love a Gran Turismo Maserati. Yeah. I love that. You got me high. You got me high. Uh, you mentioned Tony Robbins before. Have you done Tony's work? I've done Tony's work. Yeah. And I spoke on stage with Tony. Yeah, I've done his work. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think Tony is smart. Um, he's a go-getter. And everything is a mindset shift. I believe all of this is mindset. Mm -hmm. I believe success is mindset. Now, I read something along the lines of you building a seven-figure business while on the chemo room. Yeah. So. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I know, right. Um, so. I realized in chemo, I said, I got to get busy living or get busy dying. Like, which one am I choosing to do? Am I going to live or am I going to die talking about cancer? I'm not going to make it. So I was like, you know what? With my positive attitude, I used to go into chemo, like with red lipstick, uh, pumps on a fur coat. And I was like, I am living. I'm here. And everyone knew me because I used to take positive quotes. I used to do all this stuff. And people used to be like, how are you so positive? I said, because I'm living. And literally, I got patience who were clients in that, in the chemo room. And then they referred me to other people and they referred me to other people. And that's how my, my coaching business started. Right. So my doctor asked me to speak at a BJ's. Um, and I was like, me, why do you want me to speak? She was like, because you're just living. And I love this because people will come in the chemo with a scarf on it. I mean, job. I was like dressed to the nines. <laughs> and right. And literally, um, literally she wanted me to speak at a BJ's and I spoke. And I was like, I shouldn't be here today. Mm. Cancer's all over my body. Literally. I mean, I'm thankful. And I was just so raw and open. Everyone started crying. And this woman stood up and said, you are a warrior. That's what you are, a warrior. And that's how everyone starts saying you are a warrior. And that's how this became me, being a warrior. What did you speak on at, that day, uh, at BJ's that day? I said, turn your pain into your purpose. Mm. So we're... We're running from our pain. We run from all the things we're dealing with. Turn that into our purpose and our purpose for life. Make money living your dream. See, you can get a check doing something you hate, or you can get a check doing something you love. Do something you love. Yeah. Why do we run from our pain? I, I, I experience, I've done it. I mean, I'm, and I know men are very, very prone to doing that and suppressing and just pushing everything down. Like, 
Why do you feel like people are running from their pain? I think because we don't want to deal with the heaviness. It's too hard. Yeah. We don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with, I got an alcoholic mom. My father's on drugs. My son is on crack. I'm gay and no one knows. I'm bankrupt, but I'm perpetrating. You know what I mean? These are like hard things that we we don't want to, we don't want to do. We don't want to tell the truth. So we sit here and lie and we run and we run and we hide and we like, but when you stop and you sit in your truth, it's deep. It's deep. It is. And I feel like, I mean, you, you can't live without doing that. Like we're, we're, we're talking about actually living here and, you know, from personal experience, whether it was myself or individuals I've dated or friends or whatever, the family, like people, people don't live when they, they live a lie actually, right? They, they pretty much live a lie and, or they live a life of total disconnect from who they truly are because of that. Do you agree? Oh yeah. I think. 95, 97% of people live a lot. Yeah. I think they live a lot. I think the reason they're not getting what they want because they live a facade. Mm. No one's telling the truth. So how are you ever going to get to the truth when you're not really like, it's, how do you expect someone to tell the truth when they don't tell the truth to themselves? Mm. You never can. Yeah. You don't really even know who you are. You're right. living a lie. So how do we take down the societal facades, right? Because oftentimes that's what I see, right? And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm 28 years old. I felt like I wouldn't, I, I used to work with the shark on Shark Tank. Like I felt like I wouldn't have been, or I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have my own business. I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have X amount of dollars in the bank. I wouldn't be successful if I didn't look a certain way or dress a certain way or drive a certain car. Like that's a facade, right? So like, what's your advice in regards to taking down that facade and connecting with who we are at our true essence. See, because we're, 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 we're letting social media live our lives. We're letting other people's journey and stuff define who we are. So, right, you work with the shark and the shark probably was, do you want to say who he is? Or? Damon, yeah, I worked with Damon. Okay, you work with Damon, right? And so Damon's successful, so he lives his boss life, and has these cars and can go. And so you felt like you had to sort of step up to the plate because Damon did it, right? And he did it. When he was probably in his thirties, right? Didn't he? Yeah, a little bit before that too. Yeah. Or twenty something football and all that stuff. And so you probably feel like, God, if he did it, I have to do it. See, looking at other people, not into your own journey, looking at someone else's journey. Always, we're always looking at other people and not focus on us. Mm. See? So one thing is stop comparing yourself. Damon's journey is different than your journey. Your journey may be you become and you hit it at 40 years old, but all of the things that took you there was your biggest learning experience and you have a bigger gift to give. You don't know what your journey is. Right. We compare ourselves and we don't need to. How do you embrace that unknown? That unknown is not fun. It's not fun. But I mean, like, haven't you heard that? Tell God your plan and watch him laugh at you. Yes, I have. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. You think you have a plan. You don't have a plan. You don't know what's, you think I thought I was going to get stage four breast cancer. No. No one thought that. I never, I was like, oh my God, I'm so healthy. Ooh, I'm healthy. Look at my body. Look. And then boom. No one thinks that. No one knows that. Stop worrying about them and worry about you. Right. I love that. Right. So we're, we're worried about like, here's the thing. Let, let me, I mean, can I just ask you a question? I know you're asking me. But, but, yeah. So you work with Damon. Have, have, have you gotten any advice from Damon? Of course. Yeah. That was, that, I always, that was my 
second dad. Um, that was my first job out of college. I met him on my college campus. I uh, turned it into an internship, turned the internship into a job. I was with him for three plus years and got tons of advice from him. Absolutely tons of advice over life, business, et cetera, everything. And what's the biggest thing you learned from him? You're going to laugh at this. The biggest thing I learned, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you through the experience. I was in a meeting with him and two other individuals. Uh, so it was four of us total. Two of us are on one side of the table. He's in the middle. The other individual is on the opposite end. And my side of the table was fighting for one thing. The other side of the table was fighting for the other. And things got a little heated. And Damon's kind of just there, chill. Like, not, not that he didn't care, but chill. So right after the meeting, I pulled him to the side. I'm like, did, did you not care about that? Like, what's going on? And we had a conversation. He's like, Matt, this isn't brain surgery, dude. It's like... You might lose money one day in business. You might make a lot, lose it the next, whatever the case is. But he's like, no one's life is going to be taken here. Like business isn't brain surgery. That was the biggest thing I learned because I was always, especially in my early 20s, which was when I was working with him, I was very high tempered, uh, very emotional. And anything that hit me the wrong way, I saw my emotions rise, anger whatever the case, frustration, et cetera. And he was like, dude, it's not brain surgery, man. You know, you're going to lose some money. You're going to make some. That's it. That was the biggest thing I learned. See, but that's it. So stop being emotional because it is what it is, right? right. You make some today, you lose some tomorrow, you make some again. Mm -hmm. And that's, but that's living in the moment. Right. We don't live in the moment because we're always trying to uh, copy someone, compare to someone, uh, perpetrate like someone instead of living in our moment. Our truth. Agreed. I love that. Now, talk to me about what the, what's the warrior method? Talk to me about that. You know, the warrior method, he, here it is. It's, you have to have a plan and a regimen. So my warrior method is I get focused every day, right? So every morning I do affirmations. Okay. Affirming what I want. Two, I do manifestations. I manifest what I want. Money, success, health, right? Mm. Three. I exercise or I have a plan of attack every day. I write down what I'm going to attack every single day. And let me tell you, so this, I have an, I have an app, a mental health app called You Are a Warrior. Did you know that? I did. I did. I'm going to make sure that that's in the show notes so people can check that out as well. I did know that. Oh, okay. So, so, the, so you spell it. So it's www the letter U R A warrior. W-A-R-R-I-O-R.com. You could go on, sign up for perks now. Um, so I took the method of me healing myself to the app. Mm. So think about what's happening now. People are depressed. They're lonely. They feel anxiety. So it's a mental health because mental health is so big. But think about it. When you have an app, it's positive. It's no negative. It's peer-to-peer -peer support. It's social media. That's what I wanted to do. A social media app for support. Mm, I love that. Yeah. How do you stay consistent with your warrior method? Are, are you missing days? If you are missing days, how are you getting yourself back on track? Sort of don't really miss days. I really don't. Even if I'm away, I do it. Uh, even if I'm in Europe, I do it. You know, I do my affirmations. I do my manifestations. I exercise and I do a plan every day. Those are like, if you do that, you'll get focused. You'll get grounded. You won't be all over the place. You know how people feel like, oh, I'm all over, over the place. I do this. I do that. Because you're not concrete in what you want and your goals and how to get it. 
How do you build discipline though? Like, so I'll give you an example. I'm not the best at this, right? And I'm very transparent on the show. Um, there are weeks I'll be on top of my shit. I'll do my morning meditation. I'll get my morning exercise. I'll go on a walk in nature. I'll do all that. Then the next week, or maybe after a weekend of drinking or something, I'm kind of off the wagon the next week. Like, how do you build discipline to be able to do what you do and continue and consistently get after it no matter where you are? Ask yourself, how bad do you want it? <laughs> yes. How bad do you want it? Mm. That brings consistency and discipline. How bad do you want success? How bad do you want it? You know, because look, everybody can have fun and play and, and get drunk and live life and do all that. But how bad do you want it? Right. Or you can stay on track. You can be focused. You can be determined. You can have perseverance. You can push through. Right? Yeah. Even during the drunkenness, you wake up, you do it, push through. Even during the crazy night with the millions of girls, what do you do? You wake up on time, you push through, right? right. Success is a mindset. Mm -hmm. How bad do you want it or not? Yeah, I heard something interesting from a guest we had, had on the show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with John Asaroff. Um, he had mentioned that you're either interested or committed. You can't be both. You can't be both. Yeah. Right? And do you know what that means? So, so what do you think interested is and what is committed? Oh, yeah. Interested is I, I would love to have a Ferrari. Committed is how am I going to get that Ferrari? Bingo. Yeah. You change your mindset. Right. right? Change your mind. You change which, are you going for it or not? Are you a spectator or you're in the game? Mm. There's a lot of spectators. A lot of spectators look at it and see people want to talk. Oh, yeah, this, that. What I realize is that they're talking about you anyway. Yeah. They're talking about you anyway. They have something negative to say anyway. Mm. So why not go for the gold? When I'm doing good, they're talking about me. Oh, she's bragging. She's boasting. When I'm doing bad, they're talking about you. Oh, we knew she couldn't make it. She's broke. She's broke. They don't have something to say anything. Seems like your best life and do it the way you want to do it. Mm. Love this. Love this. Um, okay. So we, we talked warrior method. What are you actually affirming? Like what, what are the affirmations if you don't mind sharing them? Um, I mean, I say different things like I'm a magnet to divine success, health, mm. wealth, and I'm grateful for everything that comes into my life every day. Right. What is Bershawn currently trying to manifest into her life? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, uh, this, this app launching huge, really big. I'm going to talk to you offline about the app. Yeah, no. sure. Yeah, you got to email me. I don't think I have your email. I, I will email me, you know. Um, uh, you know, the app launching, we have huge celebs coming on board, really getting a movement online. Um, you know, I'm on a TV show uh, that it goes well. I, I'm up for other TV shows that that goes well. Um, I got a book deal manifesting that, uh, just manifesting success. And then me mentally and spiritually me being happy inside joy and happiness for me mm. See, you can have all the money in the world but no joy and happiness yeah you know you you and be lonely you be lonely yeah no one wants to be in, internally broke right Every, everyone and we just talked about this on, a, on an episode that we released today but um you know it, it's like what happens if you get to the end of your life with as much money as you want in the bank, but no one to live it with, right? Like, That's it. Yeah. See, nobody, right. And so if you don't have anything 
to really give you joy and happiness and love? What are you living for? Okay, you have all the money in the world, but who are you going to go out traveling with? Right. Where are you going to go? Yeah. By yourself? That's not fun. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks, right? It sucks. I'm curious. So like you were able to manifest love in your life. How did you do that? You know, I, I was like, okay, I was committed to letting love be first and just wanting someone, a partner, right? I, I was like, look, I, you can have money, but if you don't have love, what are you going to do? Like you said, all the money and no love. You got to, you got to really, you know, look at your values and what you want. Right. I want to spend my time with someone. Agreed. Yeah. Who doesn't, right? Like, and, who do, especially from an intimate perspective too. I think to an extent, like society has kind of made it seem like your friendships and your family can't necessarily make up for, you know, those intimate relationships as well, but not for nothing, like having a life partner, it, that's the goal. You know, I, I actually... Yeah, I had this conversation with Margaret Josephs. I know you know Margaret. Uh, she was on the show and we, we had a very similar conversation about this. But like having that life partner is the goal. Uh, that's why I asked that question, you know, just to see how to manifest love. I think I think a lot of people that listen to this are, are looking for that, if not already have it, you know, so it's it's good. Yeah, you got to put it out there and stop saying it's too hard to find a good woman. It's too hard to find a good man. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, you're telling yourself that and you're psyching yourself into believing it. So when you don't find one, you can be OK with that. Stop. Change the trajectory. Mm. Change that mindset. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. I love Margaret Joseph's, too. Margaret's the best. We had her on here. She she's amazing. Um, high energy, just like you. I love these conversations. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get hate mail in the com in the comments and in my email inbox if I don't ask about the show. Uh, I didn't ask about the show when I had Margaret on, but I have to ask you, what has being a part of um, Real Housewives of New York taught you thus far? You know, I mean, the show, I, it taught me just to, to stay true to myself and be real and authentic, right? I mean. I believe I am who I am, right? You know, I look at comments. I don't like them to look at comments, but people say I'm real and authentic and that's who I am. I tell it like it is, right? I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but, I, I'm, but I'm a coach, right? I'm a business and a life coach. So this is what I do. I don't sugarcoat anything. You know, I tell it like it is. It may be harsh. It may be hard on some, but hey, I am who I am. Right. You know what I mean? But I like it. It's diversity. Thank God. You know, it's New York City. Thank God. And I think, you know, the the show is interesting this season. I could imagine. I kind of absolutely. So like I said, we have so many women that tune into this show. In fact, our audience is almost predominantly women, which is incredible. Oh, wow. Just to just to see the fact that women are like so interested in growing themselves and developing on a personal level. Um, like I said, we get we get heat mail if we if we don't ask these types of questions. So <laughs> I, I had to squeeze that in there. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, you know, and, and another thing is, so I did a book called Unstoppable Warrior Woman, right? So what I wanted to do is um, showcase 40 women going through stuff. It's called Unstoppable Warrior Woman. It's W-O-M-A-N because I wanted to showcase each and every woman, right. right? Not women because we all go through stuff. So please get it on Amazon, wherever. It's in all bookstores, Target, it's in everywhere, Barnes and Nobles, but the thing is, is that we as women, we go through a lot of stuff and 
whether it's bankruptcy, um, abuse, uh, dealing with, you know, child abuse, dealing with all kinds of stuff, we got to break the chain. Like we said in the beginning, we got to break the chain and live our best life. And this book teaches you how it goes through. It takes you on a roller coaster, but in the end, it gives you hope that you can come out on the other side. And that's what I want to teach people to come out on the other side and be as strong as you can. How do you suggest, and, and I'll, I'll make it broader here, not even just women, but how do you suggest people heal from things of that nature, right? You know, women that are emotionally, mentally, physically abused or uh, men face similar things as well, right? It, it's two-sided. So I'm curious, like, what's the healing process like for something like that? I think the healing process is you have to be honest, right, with yourself. You know, we spoke about that. Be honest on what's happened. Don't lie to yourself. Stop lying to yourself, right? Oh, I'm happy or nothing's wrong or it's not that bad or was it that bad? My child wasn't that bad, but you've been abused and you've been hit. You know, if you start with the honesty, that's when you can get the help. Most people don't start with honesty. I know so many people have a horrible marriage and they're like, no, 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 my marriage is good. I'm okay. I'm fine. It's a lie. You don't do anything with your wife, with husband. Like you never even see them. You can't possibly be happy never seeing your husband never doing anything, never going out, never having fun. How can you be happy? Mm. Agreed. And you're just taking care of the kids. That's just transactional. Yep. <laughs> I take the kids to school, you pick them up. I take them to Taekwondo, you take them to tennis. I do. You're happy? That's not happy. Yeah. So th that's another thing. It's like, if I ask, or if you ask me, hey, Matt, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, that's just so like, Am I always good? You know, like there's so many people that are out there that just hit, hit people with the, oh, I'm good, but you're not really. That's where, and that's where my mental health app comes. Look, that's it. Hey, Matt, you're not really good. Mm. So you know what? Because we live in this like facade, okay, I'm good, but you're not really good. Mm. I love you know that. what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying when we start living our truth, that's when we get the help. I love that. I love that. I know I got to let you go in a few. I want to squeeze a couple more questions out of you. Um, first one being, what's a piece of advice that you were given that you didn't want to hear, but proved to be true? From your greatest challenge and hardship will come your biggest opportunity in your life. Don't run from it. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, was that referring to cancer or was that referring to something else? Um, referring to cancer, referring to my brother dying, referring to all of this stuff. So. Don't run away from your pain. Mm. Turn it into your purpose. Yeah, I love that. What's the process of turning pain into purpose? Step by step. step being by step. honest, being truthful, unlocking the hurt and the pain, taking it step by step. Mm. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Now, last question for you. You've given a ton of advice on the show. Very grateful for that. Um, but if you could only give one piece of advice for the rest of your life, so if you're reading or writing more books or hopping on more podcasts or hopping on more stages, if you could only give one piece of advice the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one piece of advice. That's mm. on my website. Uh, never, ever give up. Never give up. Never give up. Not, like, seriously, it, it sounds cliche, but never give up. I don't care what they say. If they say no, you go in the front door, go to the back door. If they say no in the back door, go to the side door. Say no to the side door, go up on the roof. Never give up. Right. Whatever you want in life, go for it and kill it. Dominate it. Don't stop and don't give up. For sure. I love it. I love it, Brashawn. This was incredible. 
Thank you again for everything. Um, we love amplifying messages like this. I'm going to make sure that everyone that tunes in can find you on social, can find your website, can find the app, can find the book. All of that's going to be in the show notes of this episode. You have anything else coming out or something that we should make people aware of that we haven't talked about? Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm giving away 15 minutes free coaching. Uh, for the month of July. So 15 minutes work with me, uh, you know, give you that, give you that upbeat, that pizzazz. Uh, no, it, please go and download the app. Uh, right now you just sign up for perks. It's, it's the letter U R a warrior, uh, dot com, And I've got a book that's coming out. So stay tuned and catch me a Roni. Please follow me. You know, you're going to put my socials at Bershawn Shaw. You spell my name B-E-R-S-H-A-N. People spell it wrong all the time. B-E-R-S-H-A-N-S-H-A-N. I'll make sure. Yeah, I'll definitely make sure that that is in the show notes. Thank you again, Bershawn. Absolutely appreciate it. Oh, thank you. This is great. It was great to be on and let's stay in touch after this or whenever I want to talk to you about something. For sure. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is episode number 198 with our friend Bershawn Shaw. First and foremost, make sure you're connecting with Bershawn. You could do so in the show notes of this episode where you'll be able to find her socials, her websites, all of that good stuff. Hey, reach out to her. Let her know you heard her here on Decoding Success. Maybe even let her know what you took away from her amazing message that was shared with all of you today. Outside of that, while we're talking about the show notes, I want to amplify this to you yet again. September 1st, 2021 new york city we're celebrating 200 episodes you can find the event link to get yourself on the guest list to be able to join us that evening we're going to be networking food drinks music and more it's going to be an amazing evening and we would love to have you there secondly you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. We haven't promoted this much. We're going to be revamping a few things, but I want to throw it out there to get on that subscription for YouTube so that you're able to watch these episodes on top of listening to them. You'll be able to see people like Bershawn and past guests, future guests, and more. There's going to be amazing content up there. So make sure you're checking that out. And lastly, you're still listening to this episode. Make sure that you're sharing it with the people that are in your circle. Make sure you're sharing it on social. And if you do, tag us so that we can show you love back. Your text messages, your emails, even word of mouth. We would absolutely love that. We appreciate it. We're grateful for it. And you have the opportunity to make an impact on someone's life because this clearly did on yours. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.